You're listening to the Peacock and Williamson NFL Show, your daily podcast on the National Football League, powered by the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to the Peacock and Williamson NFL Show. Brian Peacock and Matt Williamson with you here. Fun show yesterday, Matt, talking about uh, the old Football Today podcast on ESPN. We got a lot of response from that on Twitter, at BD Peacock, at Williamson NFL, and a lot of folks reminiscing a little bit about those days along with uh, us and along with you telling the story about the origins of your podcasting days. So that was a lot of fun. So shout out to everybody that's been giving us all those responses. Yeah, it's fun to go down memory lane once in a while, and I like to do that this time of year in particular. But I want to take a second and call out Joshua Redding, who is a Twitter follower of ours and is very interactive and very supportive of the show. But he went you know, well beyond the call of duty and found how I can find all the old episodes, or at least a good portion of them. He sent me that link, and uh, I, I it meant a lot to me, is all I was going to say, is because you know, just to kind of tell you how it touched home a little bit, my son was walking around in his Najee Harris jersey yesterday. And, you know, a big Steeler fan, he's 14 years old. Well, today, you know, after Joshua found these links, I went and found a interview that I did with, you know, was Robert Flores, myself, uh, Joe Green, and Franco Harris. And I sent it to my son back, and we did it in 2013, but he was like five. You know I mean? He didn't know what any of those guys were. He just listened to it. Now he's walking around in his Franco Harris jersey. So a different Harris running back <laughs> from 50 years ago in Steeler lore. Yeah, I didn't even put that together. No relation, right, to Najee <laughs> No, no relation. Hopefully uh, uh, he eclipses the first Harris or has a similar career. Yeah, hopefully uh, he makes some plays as big as the Immaculate <laughs> Reception. Yeah. So thanks, Joshua. Much appreciated. Yeah, no, uh, that, that's really cool. And uh, on today's program, we have a couple of notes here about a couple MF and quarterbacks in the NFL. <laughs> one of them, we know who they are. The other one, we'll see if we can figure out who it is. Uh, have a little bit of fun with some of Tom Brady's comments. And a question from the mailbag that we couldn't fit in that we're going to dive into now. And it was a question from Kushti on Twitter. And the question was basically of, could you make a better team from current free agents in the NFL than the Houston Texans? So we are going to go through the free agent list and see if we can put together a team and how good it would be and would it be better than uh, a current NFL team like the Houston Texans. So that's on tap for today's show. Good stuff. Yeah. Um, let's start with this tweet from Jay Glazer, and he had a quote from Rams head coach Sean McVay on his new quarterback, Matthew Stafford. And the quote went like this. Bro, this dude's a bad MFer. Whatever people <laughs> say about him, as good as it can be, He's even better than advertised. So Sean McVay is geeked out about his new quarterback, Matthew Stafford, calling him a bad MFer. Um, and then uh, I think that is a positive thing, but what Tom Brady said about a, a quarterback in the NFL being an MFer, he said, quote, one of the teams talking about his free agency last year, and he's talking on uh, this uh, show called The Shop on HBO that's going to air Friday night, I believe. And he said, quote, one of the teams... They weren't interested at the very end. I was thinking, you're sticking with that mother effer? So uh, that's Tom Brady. I don't think he's going to reveal who that MFer was and what team that was on his uh, appearance here on the, the shop on HBO this weekend. But it was a nice little teaser by them. So good job by HBO teasing that one out, trying to get some football fans 
uh, into HBO to watch that show. But um, first of all, let's start with McVeigh's comments. He's pretty excited, it sounds like, on the upgrade from Jared Goff to Matthew Stafford. How much is that upgrade, in your opinion, Matt? And is it overblown, or is this like could 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 this Rams team be scary? Oh, I think this Rams team could be scary. I think Goff gets a little bit of a bad rap, and, and I don't mean this as a negative to him, but I think it's two giant steps forward. I mean, I think it's a massive upgrade. Um, Goff's fine. I mean, I just want to talk about Goff. He's okay. I mean, but Stafford has really had a difficult time in, in Detroit in terms of surroundings, coaching changes, the organization as a whole, you know, not a winning culture, um, some injuries, especially early in his career. But without question in my mind, I think Stafford is a top 10 quarterback. And really, if you talk to people in the league, they even think of him even better than that. Maybe he's the fifth best quarterback in the league, six, seven. Or if you ask Greg Cosell or, you know, some of these guys that'll just tell you, oh, he's one of the best quarterbacks in the league. You know, matter of factly, like everyone knows that. And I don't think that a lot of people listening understand what – a great player he really is I mean he's been making Mahomes throws before Mahomes and nobody noticed it because it was on in Detroit you know I mean not quite as mobile as that but I mean coming out of Georgia he's the first overall pick like any year he comes out I mean almost to the Lawrence Luck level in terms of just the traits he has the last thing I want to mention with the Rams though and you talked about them being scary they scare me in that they're not a very deep team you know they haven't had a first round pick since my son was five or whatever you know, to go back to the beginning of the show. Um, you know, and, and they're not particularly deep and they've lost guys like um, Troy Hill and a, a top safety. And, you know, there's not obvious heir apparent in the building. So health will be very important with them, but it's also pretty clear. They're going to throw the ball down the field and get people out of the box and, you know, say what you want about Stafford versus Goff, But a key here is Stafford's much more aggressive pulling the trigger and you, you draft two, two Atwell in the second round, despite having these other needs, you signed Deshaun Jackson. They're going to throw the ball deep. They've got quite a group of wide receivers there. They've yeah. got a lot of them and they've got some varied skill sets there. So uh, we'll see how that goes for the Los Angeles Rams. Yeah. The, the Rams have only drafted two first round players. I think since you had that interview with Franco Harris and uh, right. Jared Goff was their last one. <laughs> Jared Goff was one of them. <laughs> Uh, that's pretty amazing. Uh, Tom Brady. Did, did you get any vibes from Tom Brady from this one little clip? Him being, and, and of course he's going to be competitive. And, and of course he would think no matter who says no to him, he's like, well, I'm better than that guy because I'm the best quarterback there's ever been, right? 49ers, Jimmy Garoppolo. Are we talking about the Chicago Bears and Mitch Trubisky? Are we talking about Derek Carr and the Las Vegas Raiders? Uh, Tyrod Taylor at that point, right before they drafted Justin Herbert and the Chargers, that was one of the finalist teams, uh, maybe Denver. What were the, the teams that were in, if we if we go back a year, who do you think Tom Brady was talking about there? Yeah, interesting, because I, I like that show, The Shop, so I'm, I'm interested to watch it. We said Friday comes out, it's LeBron in a barber's chair and like six or seven other celebrities slash athletes chilling, usually drinking really expensive wine and getting their, their hair trimmed and talking about the world and sports and, you know, social issues and whatnot. So Brady would be great on there no matter what. So I'm really interested to see how the context of that goes and, you know, see how it was actually filmed. My first thought, although you put some really good teams out there that 
are kind of laughable now. You know, I mean, Denver, Chicago, um, the Chargers pre-Herbert, you know, like uh, you could see where he'd just totally laugh it off and be like, seriously, what are you thinking? (laughs) But I immediately thought it was Jimmy G. That was my first thought. Yeah. That and he that's the player he knows the best. He's seen him practice. Is he like, oh right, gosh, right. Jimmy's not that good. I know this what this guy is, and I've practiced with him. But uh, I think I know him better than him. Right uh, for the 49ers and Chargers. Chargers had the sixth pick, so they probably knew well, we're going to go this route with the young guy. And there were three good ones coming out. Yeah, and so it's, we're going to go into the draft. So they kind of had that Chase trump Young card. Going to be another one too. So for the 49ers. Yeah, and for the 49ers just coming off a of Super Bowl, that, that it almost made it really good point. It almost made it impossible for the Niners to like you don't go to a Super Bowl then shake it up with your quarterback. That rarely ever happens, you know. And we saw it with the Rams who went to a Super Bowl. We've seen it with the Niners now who went to a Super Bowl. You need a buffer uh, a, a buffer amount of time to have a bad season, then you can move on from your quarterback. And I, I, I talked about this on Lockdown 49ers. If if the Niners would have lost to the Vikings in the divisional round of the playoffs that year, would Tom Brady have been a Niner? You know, like because mm-hmm. just being a and we saw it with the Tampa Bay Bucks this year. You, you want you get to the Super Bowl, you want to roll it back. Whether you won the Super Bowl or not, you want to run it back, bring all the same guys back, and that's exactly what the Niners were talking about. Let's run it back. We're mad. We're gonna go do it this time. It never works out that way. Uh, no. But I think those are pretty good excuses for those teams. You look at the Bears. If they had the opportunity and they said no, just idiocy. What do you Shame think? You, yeah. <laughs> right. So that's Maybe he that, told them no, too. You know, like, I'd rather true. go to Tampa than Chicago if I were him. Right. Um, and some people have talked about maybe it's the Dolphins, and he was looking for the Florida area. So it was Florida, California. So it had to be one of those teams. Las Vegas was always rumored to be one of the teams. But really, all those teams have all found their quarterbacks now. Except for yeah. and and made big moves at quarterback now, and some of them in hindsight probably the Brady thing has something to do with it. It was like, well, we screwed that up. Let's go get our quarterback. Let's trade up in the draft. If you're the Bears and the Niners, and obviously Tua and Herbert were drafted last year, so uh, all the teams except for the Raiders that said no to Tom Brady have found themselves uh, another quarterback to come in there. Yeah, that's a great point too. Uh, and and Carr's not bad, obviously. I mean, I, you know, I could see where the Raiders would say. I'd prefer a car to Brady then, you know, I mean, we didn't know he's going to go on and win the Super Bowl. But last note on that one for me is let's not forget one year ago what we all thought of Tom Brady. I mean, obviously, we all said, wow, he's the goat. He's had an amazing career. One of the best quarterbacks ever, if not number one, obvious Hall of Famer, yada, 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 tons of Super Bowl rings. We know those things. But he wasn't coming off a great year with the Patriots. I mean, the supporting cast was bad in New England at the end. But he wasn't elevating people. He wasn't very comfortable. He didn't look like this confident guy, you know, that he did in the Super Bowl. So there were questions around TB12, too, at that point. Right. And it was a very short-term move for any of these franchises. So if you had the opportunity to draft a young guy, I could see why you'd want to do that and help your team for a decade rather than potentially just one year and not really knowing what you were going to get in Tom Brady. But, yeah, obviously, in hindsight, all those teams teams made the wrong decision not going hard after Brady if they didn't. But, I mean, I don't think the Chargers are regretting it. Right. The Chargers feel good now, and maybe it's yeah. for the best for them. Uh, the the Bears, the 49ers, maybe in the end they'll look back and go, okay, if that was the catalyst to us now making this other move and finding this other quarterback that we traded up to draft, and that guy turns out to be a star, we're better off for it now because maybe we wouldn't have done that if we had Tom Brady. So there's right. that as well. So there's some opportunities for these teams to actually come out the other side. Still better in the long term. And... Obviously, it worked out for Tampa, and even if Brady stinks from here on out, it still was a good move for the the Bucks. But two years from now, they could be picking in the top five again without a quarterback. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, it, you you could end up in quarterback purgatory really quick. 
So you max out your credit cards to bring everyone back and the Namakong Sue and Pierre Paul and those guys get old and Brady falls off a cliff and Kyle Trask isn't the answer. Like things change pretty quick in this league. They absolutely do. All right, let's move on to available free agents. Can we build a team that's better than the Houston Texans next? I'd like to take a moment here to tell you about Bet Online, which is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. And then when I say all your sports, everything, Major League Baseball, NBA, NHL, playoffs, super fun, even more fun when you've got a little bit of extra action on those games. UFC, MMA, celebrity boxing, golf, everything you could imagine betting on, they've got available. They've got lines on it at Bet Online. You've got some futures bets when it comes to NFL teams. Over under win totals on your favorite team. Rookie of the year. MVP and Super Bowl champion. So uh, before you do anything else, head over to Bet Online, your laptop, mobile device, your desktop computer. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore. This is your chance to get in the game. Get your 50% welcome bonus on your very first deposit using promo code locked on. That's promo code locked on at Bet Online, your online sportsbook experts. Apologies to all the Houston Texans fans out there. I know you're the brunt of a lot of jokes right now, and that's that was the question put out by Kushti here on Twitter. So don't blame me, blame him. He's the name that was put out there, but I think it's pretty clear. I think Texans fans know that uh, right now the outlook is not great, especially without Deshaun Watson, that they have the, the worst-looking roster in the NFL. Yeah, I think that's pretty clear. Um, obviously, it's a massive transition time in that, that franchise's history, and in a lot of ways, they deserve to be the, the brunt of jokes, but... Their roster is last. So here was the question. Love you guys shooting the breeze. Do you think you could draft a team of current free agents, and would they be better than the Texans? So I went to look at who's available in free agency. I knew there were some names, but I was kind of blown away by how many people and how many there's pro bowlers on this list. Obviously, when it comes to free agency, there's probably a lot of age with the top names and the most recognizable names on the list. Once teams cut down from 90 to 53 at the end of... The summer, there's going to be a lot more players that you could add to this team and supplement and, you know, more undrafted guys and younger players if you wanted to really put together a full 53-man roster of available players, especially wide receivers, because so many teams need so many wide receivers in camp. Like, every team has 12 or 15 receivers just to run all the routes they need on their 90-man roster and keep everybody healthy, and then half of those guys get cut. So a ton of wide receivers hit the the free agent market and practice squads uh, come end of August, but... Let's start with the offensive side of the ball here. and I, Let's I, start with this first. Okay. I give you massive credit for this project. I mean, out of the blue, I get an email last night with extensive BP research here to put this team together. I, I was impressed by you, and I was impressed by the available players, too. It's better than I thought. I was blown away going three, four yeah. deep at some positions with guys who should be on rosters, if healthy, that have started games recently, you know, and and some of these right. guys played at a really high level. Game. But what you see here is a lot of players that are aging, uh, a lot of players that have had some injury history, maybe some guys that need to get healthy before they can get signed, maybe some guys that overvalued themselves in free agency, so they've got to hit pause and wait for something to happen, maybe get signed a little bit later in the summer before the season starts. There are some retirees potentially on the list, and I think we've got to wade through those, and I think we can't count the guys that were retired, right? So just when you start at quarterback, 
you know, you would love to be able to say, hey, let's throw Andrew Luck in there. Uh, Philip Rivers, <laughs> right, right. Drew Brees, Drew right? Brees. Let's get a Hall of Famer in there at quarterback. But those guys are tired, so I, I, it'd be cheating, right? Even Alex Smith, we, we can't add those guys to the list. No, no, I think that is cheating. And that's going to be the biggest argument to me in the Texans' favor is I'm not sure if Team Peacock and Williamson have a true start, have a quarterback that, that can deserves to play any snaps in the league. But this list that you compiled, I pretty firmly believe 80 or 90% of these guys will be NFL players when opening day kicks off. And the big thing is I think a lot of them have to either pass physicals, drop their asking price, you know, things like that. It's not like they're all broke, you know, or that they none of these guys can play anymore. The good thing, when you're comparing this free agent roster to the Texans, if Deshaun Watson's not allowed to play, and right now we should no, not, not include allowed. him, Tyrod Taylor, solid quarterback. He would be, he would be the better quarterback of any of these guys we'd be looking at in the free agent market. But Jeff Driscoll, Davis Mills, I mean, they, it's not like the, the Texans are throwing a lot out there at quarterback either. Sands, Deshaun Watson. So Watson, I right. guess we've got to be talking about RG3 versus Matt Schaub, who also might be retiring. Brett Hundley, maybe. Is it Brett Hundley yeah. backing up RG3? Are we going to try to maybe find some speed at quarterback and run a little zone read with this offense? It would be the question. Yeah, again, this is a it gets better from here, folks, for our team. I guess I'm going with RG3. I don't think Schaub counts. I know I don't think Rivers, Smith, Locke, Breeze, those guys don't count. And again, uh, after cutdowns, this could be a team that adds. If you let's say you started with this team, and then before well, no, the season started, talking, right. maybe you end up with some undrafted guys, maybe some veterans that get cut that that don't want to be number three quarterbacks in the NFL. Uh, maybe you get a Josh Rosen in there or something like that, you know. So that would probably be where you're going at quarterback, but not a great start at quarterback. But things do get a lot better, and uh, at running back, some huge names. We're talking about stud players in the past that are obviously past their primes but Todd Gurley, Le'Veon Bell, Devontae Freeman you got a little passing down back a little gadget player like Tyler Irvin you could throw in there on the roster who'd be your starting running back out of that group a lot of pro bowls for Bell, Gurley, Freeman yeah. I mean I think they're all washed and I kind of want all of them and let them all rotate a series here and there and then go ice down all their ailments and <laughs> age related things and hope you get a full game on all of them. But we're allowed to take all. We don't have to pick one. You know, we have a full roster. Yeah. I'll give, I'll take Bur Gurley, Bell, and Freeman and hope to get their best day here and there. I like it. Maybe uh, start with Gurley on, on first down. You filter in Bell with some passing down work. And then uh, Devontae Freeman makes in some fresh legs there with some other running backs. So, yeah, I think doing all right at running back, still not great, though. We're still an old team. Speaking of old, oh, yeah. wide receiver, Larry Fitzgerald, we can't count him, right? He's he's retired. Mm, he hasn't announced it. There's been some rumors he might come back. Um, I think we can't count him. You still got Alshon Jeffrey, also old. Injury history there. Golden Tate is a player who will definitely get signed. Uh, Kenny Stills is a player who's definitely at some point going to be on a roster this year and be signed. They're probably wanting more money than teams want to dole out right now. Teams probably trying to send these guys up, you know, a free agent minimum contract or something like that. And, and if you're Golden Tate or Kenny Stills, you're like, no, nah, I'll stay home for a while through the summer and then uh, come back when someone really needs me and has some injuries. And then a couple other interesting names, Josh Gordon uh, and D.D. Westbrook. Josh Gordon's out, you said? No, I think he still counts. Okay, I mean, if he still a team counts. If called Josh Gordon and said, we want to bring you in, I think he'd say yes. 
I think he would. Yeah. I think yeah. he would. And then Didi Westbrook's younger legs, he does have injuries on those legs, but uh, a little bit of a more of a dynamic player with all these older wide receivers on this free agent roster. We wouldn't be real fleet of foot at the wide receiver position. You know, a lot of uh, a lot of possession guys here. And again, a lot of injuries. How much are we counting on Alshon Jeffrey and the, those type of dudes? But there's names, just yes. like the running backs. Oh, spot. absolutely, there's names. Uh, speaking of injuries, Tyler Eifert out there in free agency at tight end. You got Trey Burton as your move tight end. You got Jesse James, the former Pittsburgh Steeler, backing those guys up. Solid group. You could get by with those three tight ends. Yeah, one of the weaker spots we're looking at, though, for sure. Offensive line is where I thought it would be super shallow, and I'm actually surprised at some of the available players here. Mitchell Schwartz is a big name. Also, retirement talk. Has he made that official? No, I mean I think it's an injury situation. Yeah. So we'll put him on we'll put him on the pup list for a while. I gotta say, I said this yesterday. Boy, we're gonna have a tough time putting an offensive line together. We're not. I mean, some of these guys all have warts, don't get me wrong, but there's good football players that are offensive linemen still available. And not that old. Morgan Moses just barely turned no, 30, right. I think. Uh, you know, there is some age with Jason Trey Peters. Turner is a good player. But, I mean, Jason Peters or Morgan Moses, they could start some games for you this year. Mitchell Schwartz on the pup. Rick Wagner was well thought of not that long ago as also a free agent that could uh, start some games at right tackle. You've got Trey Turner, Russell Okung, uh, Collect. Kalechi Osimile. So, mm -hmm. I mean, these guys were these guys were ballers there not that long ago. And Austin Ryder at center is not a big name. And Ben Ben Garland, you've listened here too. He's played some snaps, but yeah. they're not bad. I mean, you can you can play games with those guys. So we have a little bit of depth. We got a little bit of position versatility. I mean, guys like Morgan Moses will get scooped up soon, I would imagine. Right, yeah, and even guys like Ben Garland, he'd be your backup yeah, center here. Yeah, he yeah. started games last year, so uh, very capable offensive line, which surprised me a little bit. Very. Probably the strongest part of this offense, actually. I think so, yeah. All right, next we'll get into the defensive side of the ball, and then we'll decide if it's actually a better roster than the Houston Texans are throwing out there right now. Coming up. All right, let me talk about rockauto.com. They've been a really good friend of the Locked On Network now for a long time, and they do amazing work. And with all the increasing numbers of makes and models, it's now impossible to stock all the parts you need for your car, truck, whatever, at a traditional chain storefront. It just makes no sense. So a lot of you do a lot of work on your cars, and it makes a lot of sense financially or as a hobby or whatever. you got to check out rockauto.com because their prices are the same for everybody and are reliably low. Rockauto.com always offers the lowest prices possible rather than changing prices based on what the market will bear, like airlines do, for example. Um, rockauto.com is a family business, serving auto parts customers online for 20 years. So go to rockauto.com to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. They have everything you're looking for. Their catalog's extremely easy to navigate. Uh, see all the parts available for your vehicle and choose the brand, specs, prices you prefer. I mentioned that the prices are always reliably low and same for, for, for professionals as they are for you guys. So why spend up to twice as much for the same parts? So here's what you do. Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Write locked on in their how, do, how did you hear about us box. So they know that we sent you. That's locked on. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Rockauto.com. Do you want 15% off your next order at BuiltBar.com? Well, listen up, and I'll tell you how you can get a tasty treat, a protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. 
right now, I'm staring at a box of Built Bars that I built myself. You can mix and match three flavors. I love the peanut butter. I also wanted to try some other flavors, so I went with toffee almond and one of the six new flavors, cookies and cream. 130 calories in the cookies and cream flavor, 17 grams of protein, only four grams of sugar. It is fantastic. Other new flavors like caramel brownie, cherry barcia, lemon almond cheesecake, carrot cake, apple almond crisp to go with their 12 original flavors. My favorite is peanut butter that I always talk about. Bars are covered in, this is the best part, 100% chocolate, not a brown colored flavored chocolate weird coating. It's legit chocolate. So get some yourself at 15% off with promo code LOCKED15. That's LOCKED15 for 15% off your next box of Built Bars at BuiltBar.com. All right, let's flip sides of the ball here on this all-free agent team. A lot of those names on offense are going to find jobs, I think, this summer, but definitely some names here on defense. This defensive line, it it blows me away when I saw the names that are available, and it must be the salary cap situation for a lot of teams because how is defensive ends? Let's start there. Justin Houston, Everson Griffin, Trent Murphy, Melvin Ingram, Olivier Vernon, Vic Beasley. I mean, wow. Yeah, that is a lot of players who have very recently made a lot of money and started a lot of games in the league. And some of them aren't that old. They're still in their 20s. Right. And sort of like the running back conversation, we're taking all these guys. We're going to rotate them like crazy. We're going to keep them fresh. We're not going to work them real hard during the week. You know, get them the game day and keep them fresh. Move them in and out of their lineup. I can get 20 snaps out of Everson Griffin and Olivier Vernon and Melvin Ingram and Justin Houston that are difference making snaps. You know what I mean? Like they don't, the tackles we play aren't going to love lining up against those guys. I think all the names we just mentioned will have jobs before July 31st, basically. Yeah. I mean, even maybe when we get there next week, a couple of these guys fall off the board. K1 short at defensive tackle at one point is one of the better D tackles in the league. A lot of injuries there, unfortunately for him. Uh, Snacks Harrison, if you're looking for that big nose, about 350 Love pounds. It. He was signed late last offseason or maybe even into the regular season by the Seahawks. PJ Hall at D tackle, Geno Atkins, Geno 911, and Jarrell Casey. So a lot of talent at defensive tackle as well. Really good group. Again, I mean, we're going to rotate these dudes in. I don't know that we're going to play a lot of snaps for Gerald Casey at this stage, but a lot of Pro Bowls in their in their past, and you know, Snacks Harrison on short short yardage situations still can be a, a, a problem for people. This D line in general, it can hang. It can absolutely hang, uh, but depth would be key for this entire roster because there's a lot of age and a lot of injuries. And w- when you start looking at linebackers, too, Quan Alexander has just been completely mired in injuries for his career and suffered more last year with the Saints after being traded from the 49ers. Uh, Avery Williamson at linebacker and K.J. Wright, but still not a bad group. And I've got sort of a a nickel group here, so a lot of DBs as well to add to this. But those are the only three linebacker names that really jumped out to me on the free agent market. And of those three, K.J. Wright really stands out to me, too. He's played a ton of snaps in his career. I still think he can get it done. He may even be an opening day starter for somebody still. Yeah, he's, yeah, he's one of those guys that shows up in the middle of training camp and then is like, well, now he's the starter. So yep. he's, just too, why, he's too good. Why didn't we sign it. him earlier? Yeah, can't get him off the field. Too good for too long. How about this name? Richard Sherman at cornerback. He's going to be a starter somewhere. Yeah, he'll he played start. great the last we saw him. Yeah, I mean, he's going to be a $10 million guy. And I think that's the mm-hmm. problem is he's trying to find out where he can get paid. And I think scheme is a big thing. So he's looking for one of those cover three teams, zone heavy teams, just to fit him best. I'm sure that's 
you know, what a team sure. would value most in him is like, okay, we, we run a zone heavy scheme. That's, that's Richard Sherman's game and he can come in and still play. Yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, he's probably, he'll be the best, he'll have the biggest contract of any of these guys we've listed so far. Don't you think when it's all said and done? Yeah. I would, I would it would either be Sherman or one of the defensive ends, maybe Justin yeah. Houston or Melvin Ingram could work out that, you know, a one year contract like we saw with Jadavian Clowney last year. Maybe something like Eight that. To Ten million, something like that. Right. right. Uh, and how about this for a mouthy cornerback tandem in Richard Sherman and Josh Norman? A lot of trash talking on that. Side. <laughs> there you go. A lot of Pro Bowls, a lot of interceptions in their career. Similar big zone corners. You know uh, that makes some sense, and they would be mouthy. That's for sure. And by the way, Richard Sherman not that long ago was talking about how he could see himself in the twilight of his career playing some safety. So I wonder if that is potentially in his future as well. That could be interesting because a free safety wouldn't hurt our roster. We're no, little, safety little was actually right a little bit of a shallower position, which surprised me a little bit. Uh, a couple other corners, Prince and Mukamara and Steven Nelson. Steven Nelson you've seen recently with the Pittsburgh Steelers. Yeah, he's still quite good, to be honest with you. I mean, I've seen some top 25 corner lists and he was on them. You know, not the top, but two really good years here in Pittsburgh. Uh, contract situation. He'll be signed quickly and he'll be starting. But we're happy to have him. Yeah, absolutely. So f- defensively, we're looking good right now. We've got Not pro bad. bowlers. We've got talent. Um, nickel corner, Nickel Roby Coleman, I think, is a solid addition to, to throw in there as well at corner. And then we mentioned the safeties. Earl Thomas, where is he? I haven't heard a peep from him since his last weird run with uh, the Baltimore Ravens. I wonder if he's done. You know, and... Here's my impression, and I don't know this for a fact, but it seems like Earl, I'm not saying he's not the best teammate, but he isn't easy to get along with and maybe rubs, certainly rubs people the wrong way with, you know, and that's fine when you're the best safety in the league in your deep middle in Seattle. But I think there's that, that, that ratio of how much I can tolerate it from a great player. Can I tolerate it from an above average player? I don't know. Can I tolerate it from an average player? No. And <laughs> right. at some point you hit that axis, you know. Do you ever watch How I Met Your Mother, Barney Stinson? I have seen that, but I don't know it well. Okay. He has a hot versus crazy scale, you know, where if you're hot <laughs> enough, I can live with a lot of crazy. If you're not hot enough, I can't live with crazy. I think Earl Thomas fits the hot crazy scale a little bit. <laughs> yeah, I love that. That's perfect. That's exactly what it is. <laughs> And it's similar to what's going on with Antonio Brown, right? A lot of crazy, right. there, but he's still hot enough. Like he's still got enough he's talent. I don't know how yep. many teams in the league would put up with that. I think there's the right spot for him in, in Tampa, but that could end very quickly. Peacock and Williamson would have grabbed him with open arms, though. <laughs> oh, absolutely. For this roster, yeah. That would have been <laughs> right. a perfect number one wide receiver for this squad. He might uh, lead the league in targets when it's all said and done. <laughs> finishing up. The safeties, you got Malik Hooker, who's got a lot of range, but a lot of injury history. Jeff Heath, box safety. Trey Boston, who seems to be uh, the, I feel like. Strangest career ever. The analytics folks like Trey Boston more than NFL teams. Like They never want to give him a job. Right. And then he changes teams and plays pretty well, right. but people think they can get do better. I don't know. Maybe there's a hot versus crazy scale with him, too, that we don't know. Who about. knows? Yeah, maybe there is with a lot of these guys. So that is the best free agents on the market. A lot of them will be signed. How much money will they get? Probably not as much as they would have normally gotten in a normal offseason, which is maybe why there's so many names still available in the free agent market. But now the question is, to finish this up, is that better than the Texans roster? If I'm going out there and playing a game right now without Deshaun Watson, 
I think that free agent team beats the Houston Texans. But if we're looking at something trying to build for the future, a lot more youth on the Texans roster. Just give me that number one overall pick. Maybe do something with Deshaun Watson next year with his value. Going forward, I would still take the Texans roster because of the youth and the blank slate and how cheap that roster should be. But if we're playing a game today, I'm taking the free agents. 100% agree with everything you said there. I mean, I would rather have the Texans roster knowing that neither team's going to compete and, you know, I'm trying to build something long-term, but I think if they lined up right now, you know, we win. However, I want to play them early in the year. Uh, Team Peacock and Williamson is going to be in shambles by week 10, 11, 12. You know, they're not, they're not built for the long haul. Yeah. Even if that playoff roster somehow made uh, made that, that free agent roster somehow made the playoffs, uh, they would, they would lose very quickly and they would be in in bad shape. Yep. Yep. All right, that was fun. A lot of good free agents in the market. That was a good way to go through the free agents and look at those players who might be uh, getting jobs at some point very soon. That was fun, absolutely. Good stuff. Thanks, everybody, for listening. Thanks to Kushti for the question that took up most of this podcast. We'll be back tomorrow. Matt, I still think the way we should do it is I was either going to go through the free agent list or I was going to make my rankings of rest of career wide receivers, but I think the way we should do the wide receiver thing is just do a draft and go through and draft maybe the top 25 uh receivers that we would take going forward i think that'd be a more fun way to do it so you know whether it's this week or early next week maybe we should do that because i think that will be a ton of fun yeah i've been tinkering with new spreadsheets as always this time of year too that you know maybe a segment here and there we'll throw that out so we got a lot going on and of course your questions on twitter at bd peacock at williamson nfl be back tomorrow right here peacock and williamson